0: Sharing personal stories, practical help, and timeless principles to help you live at your best. So lean in and let's tackle life together.
1: Today we're talking all about rocking our friendships. We might have 2,000 plus friends on Facebook, (laughs) but do we actually have friendships with people that are deep and consistent? vulnerable, and meaningful. (laughs) Today, we want to talk about what the Bible says about friendship and what we can do to develop and nurture lasting, life-giving friendships. However you are doing in this area of your life currently, just know that God can help you make friends and take your friendships to a higher level.
0: Yeah, so today we are bringing in some of the people that we are close friends with because we're rocking relationships with them uh, they're our life-giving friends, so I want to just welcome both of you. We have Anika Murray here with us today. Woo,
2: woo, woo. So glad to be here.
0: <laughs> yeah, and Danielle Hendel. Hey. hey! So let me tell you just a little bit about them. Anika has been on the show before, but Anika is somebody that I talk to every single day. So true. Um, somebody I have a deep, meaningful relationship with, and you know, I've had many friendships over the years, and I can honestly say that she brings out the best in me. Um, she's always upbeat. You know, we talked about this in, in a podcast before. Like, she's my, she's just always content. She rocks her seasons, uh, you know, which is something we're going to be talking about soon. But she's someone that I want to emulate, someone I look up to, and so couldn't have thought of anybody better to be talking about this uh, topic today. Rocking your friendships, and so then we have Danielle, and many of you probably remember her hubby. Uh, Nick, he was on our show where we talked about—you um, were on that show, too. I was. Um, mm-hmm. What was it called?
2: S- stick It. Stop It. Stick It. Stop It, <laughs> Stop it S- Snip It, or Stick
0: With it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> we had great feedback. So this is the better half of oh. Nick. Ooh, shh. between Ooh. us. Don't tell us. I said that. About- But Danielle has actually moved here from Australia. They've been here for a few years. And when I look at somebody, especially in church life and just ministry, family, somebody who left everything to pursue the call of God on their life and watch her carry uh, challenges and difficulty, but always make time to see you, to notice you, to say a kind word to you to pour back into you. You are that person, Danielle. And so we are just, I'm so thankful that you're a close friend of mine. And I just thank you that you emulate what we're talking about today. Oh, thank you, Debs.
1: You're I'm, welcome. I'm so Thanks. excited to talk with you ladies today. And I'm wondering, what is your history with friendship?
0: Mm, good, good question. question
2: huh? And huh? That's a great question, Lauren. Mm-hmm. In thinking about this, I have to be grateful that, In every season of my life, I have had some good friends. So I fondly think about my friends from elementary school. I had in my brain just the um, first interaction I had in kindergarten with Mm -hmm. a friend that didn't look like me, but we felt like we were twins. So (laughs) it's been really good to, at different seasons, different points, have good friends. So I'm thankful for that.
3: Yeah, I agree. I I feel like... um Friendship has been, I mean there's lots of different friendships that you can have and I feel like the deepest friendships are the ones where you feel a sense of belonging to each other, that you feel known, that you feel seen. Um, friendship is when you can sit down with a cup of coffee on the couch and not even need to say anything to each other. Oh, I love you know? that. Yep. So I, I love um, people that I can spend time with that that really know you and you know them. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly, and love yeah. you, love you, love yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, you know, let me ask you this. What are some of the things that maybe have gotten in the way, you know, across your lifespan, and maybe even in this latest season for you um, being able to kind of have those deeper, more meaningful relationships?
2: I would say um, sometimes time. You know, just having the time or really making the time to um, develop those deep, meaningful um, friendships. I know how important it is, but when you think about everything that you have going on in life and you just have to be intentional about it. So sometimes time can be a hindrance Mm. into um, really establishing that type of relationship or friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And
3: for me, obviously being Australian, living in America, (laughs) distance has been challenging. And I think as well, seasons can make it hard. I think different seasons that you go through, like you just said, Anika, can make it harder for you to have time or be intentional. And I have this really great story of a friend of mine in Australia. And I feel like I've not been the most amazing friend in my latest season. I've, I've been a little bit distant and not just you know, in physical ways, but in other ways. And this friend of mine, she would reach out constantly on Instagram or Messenger, like literally any way that she had a contact for me. She's like, hello, Danielle. Hello. Hello. Like she'd just do it day after day. Yeah. And at that time, when I was just feeling distanced, she just, Was such an epitome and an example of a true friend that was just, I'm going to chase you down until you tell me how you're doing. And so, yeah, she was a great friend to me. So, distance can be a hindrance, but it's really taught me her example of that has taught me to pursue friendship. When you care for someone, pursue them. Yeah. Oh, I love that.
0: Yeah. So, let's get into this. Let's talk about um, our need. For friendship, we obviously know that there's challenges, obstacles to developing those deeper friendships, but we really do—all of us—have a need for good friends. So I know loneliness is a real issue, mm-hmm. yeah, for a lot of people. You know, they say now that um, there's an epidemic mm-hmm. of loneliness, mm-hmm. so people need us to be friendly, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, absolutely. And I, there's actually a um, study, a Cygnus study. Mm-hmm. And it says that 61% of Americans say that they always or sometimes feel that no one knows them well. Mm-hmm. That's just, it's kind of sad, it right? Is. It is. And 56% of Americans feel that the people around them are
0: not necessarily with them. Mm-hmm. It's true. You can be around a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but just like you were saying, Danielle, not seeing, you know, not even feel like you belong. So just because there's a bunch of people around you doesn't mean that you actually are connecting at a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of, what that speaks to me is that the intentionality is an important component of it, but even in the midst of, you know, 2000 friends on Facebook and, um, just being in a place where there's a lot of people around, you can feel isolated, Mm -hmm. like you don't belong, Mm -hmm. and be lonely. And so if you're out there and you're listening to this and that's where you are today— We hope by the end of this podcast, you're going to be encouraged because God does want you to have friends because He created us for community, and He has a way of bringing the right people in your life at the right time, and so we're going to give you some practical tips uh, about how to kind of put yourself in that place and position to attract those things Mm -hmm. in your life, but believe that even if you're lonely right now, um, one, Jesus Himself calls you friend, he will be your best friend. And as your best friend, he's going to connect you with his other friends.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you said that we are created for community because, you know, God made us for true friendship. I mean, think about Adam. He created Adam and then said it wasn't good for him to be alone. So what did he do? He created Eve. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your experience in terms of recognizing the need for friendship and maybe even knowing that that's just not something like you're feeling that way, but it's actually a God-wired, God-designed need. Mm.
2: You know, I I know what it feels like to be in a crowd and still feel alone or feel unseen or like no one is with you. And so for me, I try to make it my business to not make other people feel that way. Mm. And so just it gives you—it's given me a sensitivity to understand that— I know I have a need on the inside for companionship. I I'm an only child. I didn't have siblings growing up, which is to me a natural way of just having companionship. Mm. So I had to seek it, seek it out with my cousins and with friends mm. at school. So it's really important outside of my parents that, you know, I have friends and I do believe, you know, we were created for community and like you said Lauren, you know, God said it wasn't good for Adam to be alone and that's just not in an espousal relationship, but it's not good for people mm-hmm. to be alone and do life alone. Mm-hmm. So community is so important in getting into a community where you can feel seen, mm-hmm. as you said, Danielle, and just feel like you belong, mm-hmm. a sense of belonging.
3: You're really good at that, Anika. Yeah,
2: she you're <laughs> really good
3: at. <laughs> so, you know, I think that speaks to,
0: you know, you went back, Anika, talking about how your earliest fondest memories of childhood Many times when we think about friendships, we think about those early days and how important it was to us to be with our friends and uh, the role that they played in our life. But I think friends are important at every age, at every stage, Mm -hmm. because that's how we are designed. So we just want to ask you guys out there, do you have solid, supportive friendships?
1: Yeah. And do you find it hard
0: to develop new friendships or keep existing friendships? and think about you know have your friendships taken a back seat to other priorities such as you mm-hmm. know work or caring for children or maybe you're in that stage where you're caring for um, aging parents mm-hmm. do you have a social network to engage and support you mm-hmm. and wherever you find yourself today you know even if you are lacking in this area what we're trying to say is yes there's a real need god knows this a need he made you Um, for companionship and he can help you he can bring life-giving friends and so we want to encourage you to begin praying about that asking the holy spirit to just even through this podcast speak to you in the area of your friendships
1: yeah you know it's first and main so i think that we should talk first about some of the examples of friendships in the bible Mm. Um, there are plenty of stories in the Bible about friendships. Ones that stands out to me is um, Naomi and Ruth. Yeah, you know, I love I love their story. Yeah, are there any stories that stand out to you, ladies?
3: Well. Um being asked to think about this, I I actually, the the first friendship that came to me was a little off-center. And I mean, there's obviously there's Jesus and the disciples, but actually also in the Old Testament, I actually thought of Mordecai and Esther. Ah. And I just love that example. Although uh, Mordecai is Esther's uncle, they really had a friendship and and the friendship that they had, it's something we haven't really talked about yet, but was he really called Esther out of her comfort zone and into her destiny. And that was his role in um, his relationship with her. And I feel like that was a great friendship example of how to support someone else. And obviously he could have also tried to take some kind of glory. You know, this is what we need to do, Esther. And, and this is how I'm going to play my part. But he didn't. He gave he gave her the, the push. And the encouragement that she needed to really fulfill her destiny, and I feel like that's another great example of being a good friend. Yeah,
0: I love that.
2: Love that example. I hadn't thought about that Mm. example, so that was great. Um, I think about uh, David and Jonathan. You know, Jonathan Mm. was the son of King Saul, and we know that you know David was going to be king, anointed by God to be king, and then Jonathan, in a natural progression, should have you know been king as a son of son of Saul. But you know, they had such a endearing uh, relationship, you know, uh, Jonathan was loyal to David, just even Mm. to the point of defending him. And in a sense, when he defended him, he protected his calling, you know, and what the future would be um, just even for him. So that's uh, what stands out to me is the loyalty that they had for one another and just a genuine connection of heart. Mm. And then that's in 1 Samuel 18 and chapter 20 as well. Just the story of David and Jonathan's relationship.
0: Yeah, you know, one that stood out to me, well, there's a couple, but one is like the relationship between Barnabas Mm -hmm. and Paul. And so when Paul was Saul, I mean, Barnabas saw potential in him and kind Mm -hmm. of like what you were saying, Daniel, drew that out of him. Mm -hmm. And we think about out of that relationship, Paul ends up, you know, writing most of the New Testament, but Barnabas was one of the first to, you know, just... Speak into his life and be there beside him as he stepped into the things that God was calling him That's to. Awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah. And then, obviously, like you said, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love talking about Jesus because he's our model, right? Mm-hmm. And so we see, like, if we think about how do we rock relationships? How do we rock friendships? Okay, well, let's go to the rock. <laughs> and when you look at Jesus, he did rock friendships, he had close friends, he was friends with. Uh, Mary, and he was friends with Martha and Lazarus. Mm. They were close to him, and we obviously have the 12 disciples, but what's always stood out to me is that he had those 12 that he really did life with, that he was, you know, they were there for each other. They did life together, but there were three Mm. that were really his inner circle, Mm. And so, there's a model. He has the crowd that, you know, there's acquaintances and stuff. And then he's got those 12 that he's really doing life with. And then there's the three. I mean, that's his inner circle. Peter, yeah. Yeah. So, like, James and John.
1: What is a healthy number of friends? Like, if Jesus had 12, Uh but he did life with like three, I mean, what does that say for us? Like, should we have 12 people around us and just three really close ones? <laughs> How do we decide what is a healthy number of friends to have?
3: I think um, hmm, there's no magic number, but I think it's okay to give yourself permission to allow people into your inner circle mm-hmm. and then to have people that you are friends with on a, on a different level. Yeah. So I think I think that's okay. I think sometimes, especially if you're someone like myself or probably anyone around this table, where you, you feel like you should be giving everybody equal opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, your time and um, presence. Um, but that's something that I've just been starting to learn. It's okay to give yourself permission mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to just have a few close friends and then um, obviously time for everybody else too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think it's quality over quantity.
3: Yeah, for sure. And it's
0: okay if you have a smaller number. It's better to be able to go deeper, you know, with a, a few than to stay shallow with yeah. the many. Mm. Got any thoughts, Anika? I
2: love I love the way you said that, Deb. <laughs> you know, in relationship, as um, you know, friendship is more well. Biblical friendship is covenantal and not really a, mm. a contract. <laughs> Know, right. that, that we have and I think about uh, some relationships and they all uh, have a different purpose um but really I appreciate this topic because it really made me really think about friendship at a deep you know deep level and some relationships can be um I call them you you uh, utility or you <laughs> useful uh-huh. and you find that it's for that kind of purpose but doesn't go to a deep level. It's like useful in mm-hmm. a, in a sense but um. Obviously,
0: it's first in Maine, so we go to scripture for examples, and the book of Proverbs is filled with just practical guides to having these deep and meaningful relationships. I'm curious, is there maybe a proverb, and even if it's not in Proverbs, or a principle that's kind of guided you in your friendship journey?
2: Well, I don't think this is in the Bible. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) Um, but, um, it may have been Emerson,
4: <laughs> so it's really not the Bible,
2: but, um, there's this proverb, uh, that says in order to have a friend, you should be a friend. Mm-hmm. So if you want to have a friend, you can show yourself friendly. Mm-hmm. That's in Proverbs. It is. You know, show yourself friendly. So, um, that's one that, you know, I believe sometimes we may say, I don't have any friends or no one likes me, but are you showing yourself as are you liking other people are you extending yourself and being friendly then you can attract Oh that's yes. good. Mm, that's
3: I like good. that. Yeah.
1: There's a proverb that I like um it's from 18 Proverbs 18 um verse 24 and it says that a real friend sticks closer than a brother. Mm. And uh, I think that you know when you have a really good friend they they're with you. They're family.
0: Yeah. Oh, I like that.
1: Mm.
0: So um I think for me, the one of the things that's kind of guided me in some of my friendships is an honest answer mm-hmm. is a sign of friendship. I know when I was younger, I would just kind of say what everybody, you know, at least what I thought
4: mm-hmm. everybody
0: wanted me to say, and like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like learning how to just be genuine yeah. and be honest, mm-hmm. that that's so, really what is going to help you establish like true friends.
3: Yeah. yeah. I remember one conversation, Debs, you probably wouldn't, it probably doesn't stand out to you, but actually it it was a conversation we were having on the phone and we were talking about something and it was quite an intimate conversation. And I remember I said, I said something to you, which was kind of to summarize what I'd heard you say to me and you corrected me. You said, no, no, that's not what I said. I said this. And I just thought that was such a great example of what you just said. You just brought back, the truth and honesty, mm-hmm. you weren't afraid of like correcting me on what my perception was, but it helped me so much. Uh-huh. And because it comes from a place of friendship and love, I much more appreciated that. It really like, uh, what's the word when you bring something back into alignment? Uh-huh. So your your truthful words, yeah, realign me back to, okay, no, you're right, you know, uh-huh. and it just took my perception which had become a little bit crooked And it just aligned it back into truth, which I just loved. Uh, And I probably uh, never mentioned that to Uh, you. (laughs) I'm I'm reminded of it quite often, actually. I just remember you doing that that so well. Yeah. Uh Yay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, guys, we're going to break away for a minute to hear today's Coaching Corner moment with Master Coach Robin.
4: Hey everyone, Coach Robin here, and today I want to talk to you about rocking friendships. I have to admit, through immaturity, maybe even ignorance back in the day, I would be so quick to dismiss the opportunity of a friendship based on the fact that I didn't feel like our personalities were alike. I would automatically assume that because we didn't agree on things, that we didn't look at things through the same perspective lens, that there wouldn't be a healthy friendship involved. I was very wrong. And through all the years of coaching, what I have learned and love that I have learned is the importance of recognizing just how essential it is to consider someone's personality and what they can bring to your table. Likewise, what can you bring to theirs? If every friend that you have is always in agreement with you, if they are always looking at things the same way you you are, how does that ever bring about a challenge for you to look at things differently, to consider a different approach, to consider a different perspective? Um, I think it's amazing right now, I will say that I have a few friends that I consider my best friends. Best is a singular term, <laughs> but I use it threefold in this situation. I have one that I know no matter what kind of day I'm having, if I need that burst of joy, that burst of hope, that reminder that everything's going to be okay, that we're on track, that all is well. (laughs) If I call her, I'm always going to walk away from that conversation feeling enlightened and feeling encouraged. I have another friend who is just that one that I spend a lot of time with. We talk about the Word of God. We share devotionals and different things. She is very trustworthy. I know there is a confidentiality within our relationship. It is just a great, beautiful, basic friendship. And then I have the friendship that always seems to disagree with me, not in order to conflict with me or argue with me, but so that I will look at things differently. When I know that I am going down that road where everything seems to be stagnant, where everything seems to become complacent, when I call this friend and bounce something off of her, you know, suggest an idea to her, see what she thinks about something, she always says what I need to hear, even if it's not what I want to hear, and I walk away from that friendship feeling challenged. I don't feel conflicted. I don't feel criticized. I feel challenged. You know, There's so much competitiveness in this world today, men and women alike, envy, jealousy, everyone trying to get to that next level, get that next promotion, get that next goal met, achieved and everything. You've got to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people. So the way I would look at friendship, the suggestions that I would make is be sure that you're not so quick to dismiss someone just because their personality is not like yours. On the contrary, find someone that you know that believes in you, that you believe in them, that you can offer support, encouragement and accountability with, but that they're going to challenge you to look at things differently. So don't be so quick to dismiss that friendship just because the personality isn't always in alignment. The second thing that I would suggest is make sure that you're careful regarding the amount of time that you're investing in friendships. You always need to go to God first with every situation, with every conflict, with every everything. Go to God first. Um, If you are married and you have children, obviously, you never want those priorities to get out of order. You never want those friendships to become more important than the time and the energy and investment you make in your spouse and your, in your family. So the main tips that I would leave for you today is make sure that you don't dismiss someone based on their personality, but also be sure that you are really considering the amount of time that you're investing in that friendship and make sure that it is in no way crossing over into an unhealthy amount of investment. If you feel like you have issues with friendships, if there's something that you would like to be coached on in this area, I almost consider this my most, uh, my biggest niche. Um, I would love to coach you on it. You can reach me at CoachRobinLegreau at gmail.com or see me on my website at StepForwardCoaching.net. God bless you all. You know, as we're ta- us
1: are talking about rocking our friendships... I think this means that we need to talk about some foundational things, right? Okay. And we we just talked about Scripture and Proverbs, and we can find um, a lot of foundation here on friendships. But when it comes to friendships, what do you think is foundational to know? Like, what is first and main?
0: I think we need to choose our friends carefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bottom line is we need to do that because we're influenceable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, whether you're 5 or 95— Our friends influence us. Mm -hmm. And so I think about you, Danielle. um, You're Uh from Australia, (laughs) right? Okay, so I've got several friends now from Australia because of the church that we're a part of, and... I've picked up some of the terminology, like I say, "Oh, let's have heaps of fun." <laughs> <laughs> that's what or you know, say "fracture." I'm fractured. You know, that's that's a term. I
3: love that term.
0: I love. Is that us? Yes. <laughs> oh, <it's you. laughs> I didn't know you guys
3: didn't say that. <laughs>
0: no, we don't say that. But here's my point: is whoever you put yourself around, you actually pick up things, mm. and so just like I've picked up some of the terms of you know, my friends that I'm around a lot of times, we pick up traits, we pick up attitudes, we pick up mindsets. We are influenceable. So picking our friends carefully is so important. And there is a proverb on that. It says the righteous should choose his friends carefully.
2: hmm
3: Yeah. And I would say, um in one way I'd say, let's let's think of how to say it right. But almost don't just rely on your instinct, um, really allow the Holy Spirit to guide you with the, the choices that you're making. And even as you're having conversations with people that you're like, oh, this person I, I really connect with, I think, you know, they're a great friend. And But just go to the Holy Spirit with your friendships as well. Like, Lord, you show me, you know, that I can trust this person. You know, help me to discern these people that I want around me well, you know, because I think sometimes we can get lured by like, oh, that was fun or that was, but really just keep asking the Holy Spirit to be in those friendships with you.
2: Oh, that's good. good. You know, Debbie, you were saying, you know, we're always, um, friendships are influential, you Mm know? And so we're always either influencing others or being influenced, you know, by them. And so it could be things that are, um, you know, from the inside, but also, like, outward things. Like, I have known times in my life that I changed the way I dress because of, you know, the friends I was with or Uh hanging with. And so this—what happened, I—well, now I guess people have changed this dress, but I didn't wear skinny jeans. I hated skinny (laughs) jeans. And so—but that was just the things that the friends were wearing, you know, in where we were. So— I started wearing them. Now I hear you don't wear skinny jeans. So, you know, I don't know what to do with that. But you just get influenced where there is, you know, dress or just in food and type of coffee and different things. So I've just noticed just a natural way that I've been influenced by, yeah. you know, my friends or my peers. Right. Say. So if you
0: have a friend that's discontented, you're going to potentially pick up discontentedness. Mm-hmm. If they're you know um angry i think there's even a scripture about that you know not to associate because you can pick up those mm. habits and characteristics so anyway to bring all that choosing your friends i think that's a foundational thing knowing there's even you know, scriptures say bad um uh how's it go um bad company ruins good morals there you go <laughs> Yay, Anika. (laughs) Come on. She knows her Bible. So just be cognizant of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the type of people that we spend our life with will affect the quality of our life. And so when we think about our closest friends and the people in our closest circle, and if they're influencing me, Mm -hmm. then I want to know that they are influencing me well, right? Mm -hmm. And so what are some things that I would want? Well, I, I would want to know that they want me to know God better. Yeah. You know, that would be a a great positive influence in my life. And me being a friend of somebody else, I want to be able to know that, and I want them to know that I want that for them as well.
0: Mm -hmm. So true. So what I would say is like, we want life-giving friends. That's a term that I use a lot. So when I say that, what comes to your mind? If I say life-giving, what kind of friend is that?
2: To me, a life-giving, when I think of life-giving, I think of encouraging and inspiring and making me feel better and not worse for yeah. being around them. You know, I have times where I get to spend with you, Deb, or you, Danielle, and I, f- I feel better. Mm. Even if I wasn't feeling terrible, I just feel better having been around you. So it's like an enrichment mm. that comes from a life-giving f- friendship. There are some times where relationships can drain you, and you don't feel better. But I think a life-giving friendship, you always are Feel healthier and you feel just better. I, you know, I love that. Mm, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah life giving for me. I want to be able to walk away, like you were saying, Anika, um, feeling better. But I also want to make sure that I'm making sure that that person walks away feeling better for themselves. So I really, again, going back to the Mordecai and Esther, life-giving is when you feel like this person actually helps me want to be a better person. And and I want to support people. Like this podcast, I'm like, yeah, like being around people where I can see them like, Really reaching for their goals and how, how, like, being around that makes me feel better too. Even though it's, you know, it's your goals, I'm like, yes, that's going to help me with my goals. You know, we're all helping each other. It's all about destiny. Mm -hmm. Whatever you're destined to do, life giving is drawing you towards your destiny. Oh, that's
0: awesome. That is really good. (laughs) So, for all of you out there listening, you know, ask yourself, what type of friends do you currently have? Are there friends that you're around that maybe are influencing you and pulling you back and maybe taking you in that wrong direction. By the time we get done with the podcast, maybe that's something that you've got to rethink and reevaluate and ask, like Daniel was saying, bringing the Holy Spirit into your friendships and saying, is this the kind of friendship that you want for me? And, you know, He has a way of helping you gracefully set some healthy boundaries Um, with some of those relationships, if there are ones that are kind of negative and maybe pulling you back or holding you back and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, the simplest questions, like what Lauren just said, is this friendship one that helps me uh, grow closer to the Lord? And is it one that is producing life and helping me reach that next level and bringing out the best in me?
1: Life-giving friends listen well. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We've all had some somebody in our life that talks a lot about themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that I probably have worn out some of my friends before talking about my own situations. And then we have, you know, people in, in our lives that maybe are selfish with um, their time or their money or their talents.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's kind of break this down a little bit. If, if we're talking about life-giving relationships and like, some of the qualities of that, you know, we've mentioned a few things, but I think you hit on it for just a second. You said, you know, they're founded on love. Mm-hmm. Let's unpack that for a minute, because love is patient, mm-hmm. All right? Love is what? Kind. Love. Kind. So, kindness is something—
3: Enduring. Enduring,
0: <laughs> yeah. Our relationships, our friendships, there's going to be highs and lows— if we're really going to have deep and meaningful relationships, we're going to let each other down. Mm -hmm. You know, we're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to do the wrong thing. We're going to not show up sometimes when we need to show up. So when we found that relationship really on love, that means that it's going to help us to let go. Because I don't know about you, but us girls sometimes, we can build things up in our head Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) that are just not so. And so learning even to take sometimes— the things that we think and like set those to the side and, you know, not take everything everybody does or everything, you know, s- something somebody says so seriously
2: and just let go and forgive. Yeah. Makes yeah. a world of difference mm, yeah. in your relationships. I mean, that's really good, Deb. You know, life giving friends, they let things go, don't hold grudges, and they give grace to each other. You know, yeah. so you make allowance for um, a wrong and then you're able to um, restore, you know, the friendship. Because like you said, as humans, we're going to make mistakes. They're going to be sometimes, you know, I don't do a call back, you know, don't call you back in time or don't send the text when I need it to or like, oh, yeah, I was supposed to, you know, send you this and I didn't, things like that. But we just give each other grace, grace. Um, and you know i think a part of the law of love is that it's full of it's full of grace yeah mm-hmm. in that and we should have grace towards our friends mm-hmm. because we expect the same type of grace you know to us um you know the golden rule is to do unto others as you would have them to do unto you and i say it this way do to others as you expect them to do to you i expect to mm-hmm. Be treated a certain way by my friends, and I want to extend that same grace. Mm -hmm. I expect to be forgiven, so I offer that forgiveness. I expect to be loved and cared for. So, the expectations that you have in friendship for others, do that for them. Go that mile to do that for them. And Mm -hmm. then that's a part of the law of love.
0: Yeah. And you know, when that is our foundation, that's when friendships thrive. Yeah. Really does. They weather, you know, the storms of life. Uh, seasons, times, and stuff like that. So that's huge. So I know you mentioned being considerate, mm-hmm. um, obviously being um, a person who keeps confidences. Yeah. You know, and that's a that's a big thing. You know, when we talk about having relationships that go to that next level or deeper, people are going to, you know, as you open yourselves up, people are going to open themselves up to you. And, you know, are you a person who keeps confidences? Can you be found trustworthy mm-hmm. with um, something that's shared. I mean, how many of you have been in a relationship where you've shared something, you've been vulnerable about something, and then that's gotten passed along? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And it 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 can it can rock you. What are our
1: friends saying about other people? Are they trustworthy with other people's secrets or trustworthy with whatever somebody else is going through? You know, what do they share about other people? Because more than likely, they might be sharing something about you as well.
2: That's really good, Lauren. I wanted to share. I have the opportunity to observe my daughters. Mm-hmm. I have three daughters, and my youngest one is just now coming into figuring out this friendship, you yeah, know, friendship thing. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, I promise you, I was not being nosy and listening to her conversations. I <laughs> promise I was not. Like, a good mother. I was like <laughs> not. But I happened to hear, and it wasn't anything bad, but I could tell that the person that, um, she was discussing with another friend or on FaceTime was not in the presence, mm-hmm. you know, of them. So I explained that when with friends, you don't discuss or talk about other friends with the other friend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And just making sure that if it was the three of you together and you're discussing, but you want to make sure that you're always protecting, you know, your your friendship. You are always know that you can be trusted that someone, you're not behind their back saying things yeah. or you're not even entertaining other people saying things about your other friend. So just um, when it comes to keeping confidences that people can trust that when I share something, you know, with you, that it's going to stay that way and that you're not going to be somewhere else talking. So I just learning, you know, learning opportunity and just a teaching moment um, for for her and for me.
0: (laughs) So um, how about friends, friends that, value your worth. I think that's important. When you're in a friendship <clears throat> that is life-giving and someone appreciates your worth, they value you, they celebrate with you. They're able to rejoice with you. A good, healthy friendship, they're not jealous. Yeah. You know, they give you space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay that you're not their only friend. Mm-hmm. You know, they are not, um, Pressuring you or guilting you to do things and all of that. Um, I've been in relationships before where people just they wanted from me more mm. than I could ever give. And so, when you have a life-giving friendship, a healthy friendship, you can give one another space. Mm-hmm. You take consideration and thought about where they are in life, what season of life they're in, and there's breathing room.
3: Mm, definitely, be mindful of. There's friends that will draw out the best of you mm-hmm. and the, and you'll find a completeness with them, that you're being your best self around them. And just be mindful about friends that, like you were just saying, Debs, that might try and tweak who you really are. Again, it comes back to that really being known and friends that see who God sees you as as well, having eyes to see you and that don't try and change that or, or have other mo- motivation for being in friendship with you that might draw you away from who God really wants you to be. That's yeah. good.
0: So if you are in a friendship and you feel like you are not able to be who you are, yes, that's a good like
3: warning, yeah. warning. Yeah. And that
0: n- may not be necessarily reflective of them. Mm-hmm. That may be an opportunity for you to look inward and say oh, like, what's going on with me that yes. I'm not you know, secure enough, if yeah. you will, to just be who... I was created to be. Right. So if we can learn to be ourselves and not try to like adapt and change to whoever it is maybe that we're around or maybe who we're wanting to be our friend, you're going to find your true friends Yes, when you learn to be your true, true. self.
3: Yes. That's good. That's exactly. really good.
1: Exactly. I like that. Thank yeah. you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I think that real friends communicate words of encouragement, hope, and faith also. So for me, life-giving friends also speak into your life.
0: We do need to speak into one another's lives. We definitely need to speak truth into one another's lives. But a real life-giving friend knows how to speak truth with grace. Mm -hmm. There is a way that you—there's a timing to speak things into our life. You know, and a a good godly friend, which—okay, Anika— Brings out the best in you is able to speak truth to you in love. There are times that there was okay. Here's my okay. <laughs> Danielle knows what I'm about it's to It's the
3: Facebook. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so here's an example. I typically try to really behave on Facebook. <laughs> all right. I in ministry and all of that, I definitely have opinions, but I don't think necessarily Facebook is the platform to put all of that stuff out there because I can't have like real, genuine conversations, and you can feed a fire very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I really try to steer away from is making any kind of political post, even though I do have some strong opinions. So back a few months ago, I slipped, and Anika very graciously helped me.
3: So I... Your <laughs>
2: I'll I remember them. now.
3: <laughs> Anyone that's friends with Debs knows what we're referring to.
0: <laughs> Anyway, some political posts. I get getting onto Facebook every morning and a certain candidate, or not a candidate, a certain person in politics kept showing up on my feed and they had, I guess, paid, you know, sponsorships or what. Anyway, I don't know. They would just kept they were on my page every morning. And it was somebody I didn't want to see. I didn't want to see. I don't. You know, like anytime I saw and like what they wrote, it just like irritated me. So day one went by, nothing. Day two went by, there they are again on my Facebook, nothing. Day three, man, what is going on? Day four, the next one popped up. They're like, you know, partner in crime. And I mean, I was irritated. Well, I still didn't do anything, but day five, they were on my page again. And I was like, you are the worst. Da, 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 da. Get off my page. Next thing I know, ding, 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 ding. It's Anika. She's like, "What you doing?" I was like, "What you talking about? What you mean? They're the worst." I was like, "What? You saw that?" She goes, oh yeah, and everybody else did too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, she was like very gracious and very loving about that. Yeah. So a good friend is one who can
3: correct like correct you mm-hmm.
0: kindly in love. Good job. You're Monica. welcome.
2: You're yes. <laughs> <laughs> welcome.
0: So I guess, you know, if there's one other thing, we're talking about the qualities of good friends. I think a good friend is there for you in the difficult seasons. Mm-hmm. Have you had a friend, an experience where you really went through a difficult season and that friend showed up? And if so, tell us about it and like the impact that that had.
3: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I've already probably said the most um, obvious one to me was just being chased down by a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, when my, um, sometimes my natural um, reaction to things can be to withdraw she chased me down. And again, it comes back to that being known and someone knowing this isn't normal. like, you know, well, you know, it it's not normal for me if I'm doing well to withdraw. So they knew me enough to just keep pursuing that and pursuing, where are you, Danielle, in every sense of the word. So, oh, I yeah. Like
2: well, I, I have a story and it's not necessarily a difficult time, but it was a interesting season, okay. season in, in life. And I was a young mom and I had a um also was working from home and doing just different things and I started to feel like people were um wanting to know me or be around me because of what I could do you mm-hmm. know so then I had little kids pulling on me and people from like a business standpoint you know and ministry just because of my gifting and so there was a uh, young lady she was younger than me, and she befriended me. She had a child about my age, and we started hanging out. And what I realized about this relationship was she just wanted to be around me. Um. It was so refreshing. Like, I didn't have to um, be super smart. Like We did the silliest things. Like, we would laugh at really stupid stuff. You uh-huh. guys would even be surprised <laughs> at the stupid stuff I would laugh at with her. But it was so Refreshing, and I think just having that experience—and it was probably I don't know, fifteen years ago—it helped me become more authentic mm-hmm. in myself. Like become uh-huh. more comfortable in my skin and knowing that people would want to be friends because of just who I am. Yeah, and it oh, helped me that. even be more authentic. Yeah. So I learned a lot from her mm. just because of how she valued. Just me. Just who you are. Just who I am. Well, you are pretty amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Lauren. (laughs) So are you. (laughs) (laughs) And you and you. (laughs)
0: Speaking live. Speaking live. Speaking
2: live.
1: (laughs) You know, I think friends can support, provide a lot of support to us during difficult times. I know for me, like when my dad passed away, I had a lot of friends come out and just support us through the service, support, support us with food, support me just just sat with me. Like you were saying earlier, a friend just sitting on a couch with me and not even saying anything, just, you know, just being there. That's awesome. And I think that, you know, friends can help us cope with traumas and such as like divorce and illnesses and job
0: losses. Um, yeah. When you have somebody there with you, it makes all the difference in the world. Even if they don't say anything, just presence, yeah. just like I'm here with you. I know it's not easy, Yeah. but, um,
1: just a hug, you know, <laughs> sometimes that helps too. And so, you know, as we reflect on these things that we've shared, I think that we want to ask ourselves, you know, if we really do have life-giving friendships, you know, this is something we can ask ourselves: are, are we a life-giving friend? You know, are there any characteristics that we've discussed that maybe we need to work on in order to become a better friend?
0: I love that, and we can ask God, you know, to bring these type of life giving friends into our life. Mm-hmm. So let's let's just get very practical for a few minutes. Let's talk about some of the things that we can do mm-hmm. on our side of things to go deeper and develop better friendships.
3: Yeah. Number one, be the friend that you need. Mm. Yeah. So if you're if you're feeling lonely and you're feeling um, overlooked, um, it's hard. It yeah. is hard but you do you can ask God to help you to to be the friend that you're looking for like God I'm just lonely I'm not relating to some of these things these women are saying because I'm not feeling those friendships right now just I encourage you just to ask God to help draw you out so that you can attract those friends by being a friend to others sometimes you have to put yourself out there and risk being seen and mm-hmm. understood to get and gain those friendships. Oh, That's I love good. that. That's
2: great. I would say to just be open, you know, yeah. be open to new people and just be open to um, establishing friendships. You know, yeah. it does take intentionality and we I mentioned time earlier. Yeah, it takes right. time, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you have to be open for that to happen and just willing to take, you know, the step take the time. Yeah,
0: and I think I love that you said that because part of openness is even be open to having some new friends that maybe are different than the kind of friends that you've always had. I have found sometimes that God has put me together with people that I would have never thought Mm -hmm. um, were, you know, just naturally, I guess, the people that I would be instantly like attracted to or, you know, that like I had a pattern of having that kind of friend. But there's all sorts of different people and a lot of times they'll awaken things in us that we never thought possible. Mm-hmm. And I have found a lot of people that you may not like just, you know, instantaneously connect with, especially with God-given life-giving relationships if you will just dig a little bit, mm-hmm. kind of push through that initial whatever, oftentimes there's gold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is gold under the surface. Mm-hmm. A lot of times some of our you know, best relationships come with people who are totally different mm. than us. Yeah, mm. And, you know, when we look at our lives, we do have to take pause and think about the season that we're in. And so let's say we are busy and this is a, you know, we this is a season where we've got to invest a certain amount of time here. Figure out what your margin is. So we talked about the number of friends. Mm-hmm. Like maybe in this particular season of your life, your margin is— you know, one or two relationships, then to kind of think about over the space of a month, like, how do I put in just some space to be intentional, to carve out some time to spend with them? You may not be able to go meet in person, but maybe you connect over something online. Yeah. Maybe you just send a text and say, hey, I'm, I've took, 10 minutes a day, and I just prayed for you. I just want you to know you're on my heart. I love you, and I'm thinking about you. Mm -hmm. It's just those little points. We all have those different places, but we can all carve out some time. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of being intentional about it.
3: I think, Debs, if I can just jump in before we move on. I just really feel like, Like I can feel my heart beating. So there's something like the Holy Spirit just wants me to say. And I think all of these practical things can be really hard to do if you've been broken or Mm -hmm. heartbroken in a friendship. And I just want to encourage you, if you are wrapping yourself up in a bandage and protecting yourself and you just don't want to let people get close again, I just encourage you because God wants to heal that. He wants you to have intimate relationship with people, um, friendships or, you know, Relationships, husband and wife relationships, partnerships. He wants that for you. And I just, I'm praying right now that God will heal those areas that have been broken and your Mm -hmm. heart has been been hurt and harmed by by friendships that you thought were trustworthy. Mm -hmm. And I just declare that healing right now for you and just that openness so that you can go back to the start of this and you can start to hear this with new eyes, with the eyes of your heart as well, just being able to absorb and be able to take this practical stuff and not have that band. There anymore? I just pray that that complete and total healness to your heart. Yes, Lord, do that.
0: You know we can. I mean, that's the thing with intimacy. That's the thing with vulnerability. It's letting people in. We're human. People are going to fail us. Mm -hmm. You know, there are going to be friendships that that do wound us, but we can heal from them. We can recover, Mm -hmm. and there are good healthy friendships Mm -hmm. out there. I mean, I think about myself. There's been a season where um, there was lack in that area, Mm -hmm. and it it wasn't easy. But just holding on and just saying, God, you know, I'm going to go back at it, and I'm going to open myself up again. Mm -hmm. Thank God He's allowed me to open myself back up again, because I'm now in that season where God has brought you guys, some of the most amazing people to do life with. So just really, I love that you shared that, Danielle. I really encourage you guys. Mm, yeah. So let's just wrap up. I do want to um, ask a couple things. If there's somebody out there and they're like, okay, okay, I, I want to like give this a go again. I have been in this period where I feel like I had put some walls up and I was shutting down. And I do want God—I hear what you girls are saying. I do want God to bring— true friends, life-giving friends, friends that I can do life with and be myself and authentic and all of that. What are some practical things you would say to um, that person out there that they can do to begin taking steps to make new friends, find new friends? Mm-hmm. I know we said put effort in it and stuff like that, but you have any ideas of what, where someone could like go or
2: something that they could do to maybe find friend? Yeah, I would say find community, look for community, you know, go to places where people are, you know, and where people gather. And of course, one that naturally comes to me is just the, the church, you know, and, uh, you know, faith community and places where, where people are that are of like heart or like mind and being open in, in those environments to, to meet, you know, those, those people and being open to, to that. So I would say, get out, you yeah. know, and um go to where the people are mm-hmm. in order to That's meet and establish advice. relationships.
3: Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, volunteer. You mm, know, yeah. you know,
0: community is amazing, but like Anika said, you can also look at things where you may find some people that have like interests. Maybe you really have wanted to dance, but you yeah. <laughs> go take a dance class. You might meet other people that like mm-hmm. to dance or The gym, you know, whatever. There are places where you might be able to connect with people. Obviously, church is an amazing place to connect with people and community. But there may be a service organization where you've always had a heart to maybe reach out to the homeless or work with Mm. abused women or something like that. Go to a place like that. There are going to be people who are like-minded in those places, and you may be able to build a a strong connection there. Mm. yeah so as we wrap up is there any story is there any other thing that when we talk about rocking friendships advice that you would share you know last thoughts
3: well I I've seen um recently online on Instagram there's a I think it's like a meme or a reel or something going around with the latest trend being um, you can't pour from an empty cup. Uh, mm. So I'd say you, if you don't know how to love and value yourself first of all, then it's going to be hard. Like don't put that pressure on other people. Ooh. Don't put the pressure on other people where you're looking for friendships that are going to um, make you feel valued and worthy only by what they do for you. Make sure you find that for yourself first. Mm -hmm. So love yourself first. And if you don't know what that looks like, you need to find that because we can't put that pressure on our friends to do that for us. And then we're not able to give of ourselves and give our best selves, which is what God wants us to do in community as well. He wants us to, he wants you to shine Mm -hmm. with your friends too. So I would say, make sure you know how to love yourself first so that you're Pouring from an overflow, love that. that's good. <laughs>
2: that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. I would say to um, be yourself mm-hmm. in a friendship. You know, just have your authentic self to show up and show up every time. Yes, and just know that you know God's created you, you know, wonderfully and fearfully, and that other people will discover that, and to be the friend that you want to be, the friend that you Mm -hmm. want to see, you be that person for someone else. So just even in developing yourself, just with your character and just encouraging yourself and just even the expectations that you would have for other people, you be that to someone else and you'll have Life giving friends. I love it. And, you know, we
0: just want to say, you know, be persistent (laughs) (laughs) and stay positive Mm -hmm. because sometimes it is a process, but you just keep showing up, keep coming to the table, keep filling yourself up, be the friend that you uh, are longing, you know, to have. And God's going to meet you there. Yeah. And you're going to see that um, He's going to bring the right people into your life at the right time. And it's going to be a very rich and rewarding thing.
1: We thank you guys so much for being here today. I should say, girls, not guys. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you so much. We really appreciate y'all being here, and I've enjoyed talking with you. I've um, met with you before, Nika, so I've really enjoyed getting to know you a little bit more today. Danielle, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks
2: for having us. Oh, we it's love fun.
1: you. Well, guys, that's it for today. We hope that today's episode will help you rock your friendships. As always, thank you so much for listening. We can't wait to meet you back here again at Versa Main, your avenue to living well.